brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is your girl, Raquel, with Candid Stories of My Soul. I have a special guest today. We're going to get into the thick of it. And this what we recognize as the Matrix. And stay with us, and we'll be right back. Much love and peace to all watching and or listening to Candid Stories of My Soul podcast with myself as the host, Raquel Shelby. From the moment we take our first breath and every experience that follows builds us up and creates the individuals we are today. In life, we will experience both the good and the bad because in order for balance to exist, both must coexist. There cannot be good without bad, nor can there be chaos without peace. We are souls experiencing humanity. The Creator is the author of it all. Rather we believe in a God source or not, He is within us all and is present at all times, embedded in us like our DNA. You will get to audibly witness many journeys of individuals as they are living, breathing, and ever-growing documentaries in the flesh. Many will attest to how the Creator was there, and many of these accounts will be mind-blowing. Please share with your family and friends and enjoy the message we have for you today. doing fantastic how are you doing i'm doing good thank you so much for coming on the show i appreciate it for you taking out time out of your day because you got your own thing going on which i really respect um i noticed you on tiktok and i said this guy is interesting (laughs) let me uh see if he wants to do an interview i like your content so you're doing a great job what would you say because i know you're on your journey you Mm -hmm appear to be a very enlightened individual um what do you do you identify as anything or you do you label yourself or you just you know I I label myself as a star seed and the reason being is because there's 
been plenty of documentation and plenty of um, information that just backs up the star people going back thousands of years or people who incarnated who are high vibration, high frequency. So I identify with that, but in the general sense of like having gifts and abilities, I feel like we all have gifts and abilities, claircognizant, clairsentient, clairaudient. It's just, for me personally, I only get to use them when I need them. It's, it's like, I don't get to just tap in. It's, it's only like in times of danger or when I need to tap into that skill set. Okay. I can agree with that. I, I definitely understand that. I'm, I'm clear audience and um, I'm a dreamer. So, yeah. And, and they come, I mean, I, now I'm at the point where I dream every night. Um, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense necessarily. It just seems like an adventure. Um, some stuff is very dramatic, but you know, it is what it is. But I, I see what you're saying. Like things come when they're necessary and there's nothing wrong with that. I think sometimes people want to force the situation and not understanding it's a process too. So we're all still growing. So who knows what your abilities will look like in five years, hell next year. Cause I've grown since last year, you know? Um, so like, when did you come to realize what was going on with you? Like, okay, I, I am enlightened and I want to do these videos and share this with the world and, you know, things of that. So nature. My, my journey took, it, it took a funny route and it's why I always say, you know, from my experience that we wrote the script to our own life and we, and so you named yourself before you got here, you chose your parents, you chose to break ancestral lines and become, and, and basically uh, come at this time period, right? The volunteers. And my name is Jonah, right? So it's like my whole life, I had so many successes. It was like the ups and downs my whole life and never healing from childhood trauma. And so I woke up about three and a half years ago, like the ego death is something that's necessary for everybody to really break free is, is knowing that you're nothing and everything at the same time. And I had my biggest ego death. I broke my arm. I had 12 surgeries to save my arm from amputation and the amount of pain. It was like, it's still a process, but that really got me to slow down in life. Like I literally, I never stopped moving, always like being good at stuff, but then getting into something like it was always, I never stopped moving because I never wanted to process my childhood trauma. This forced me to stop. I started having dreams, visions, being visited by beings, being visited by fairies, like all these things were coming to me in my dreams. And then there were prophecies. Like I could literally see the future. And all of the, I saw COVID six months before it happened. I saw a bunch of UFOs. I saw um, all these CEOs resigning. Then this happened right before the pandemic. So I saw the world changing and I saw a future that we all come together and that I was going to go on this hero's journey. Like I, I literally got to see the future, like a clear picture and that we were going to basically be the first civilization to break the matrix or the simulation and come together as one and with social media I, I knew I had a story to tell right like I start because all these things started happening in real time I could communicate with telepathy like that's something that when I'm 
when I share frequency with someone, we are always connected and they don't even realize it that I get downloads or, or that they're even communicating with me at all times. But again, all these things started to happen to let me know, okay, you're special, you're different in the sense of I have a higher purpose here. And so then I started on, on, on Facebook of all places, like, cause it was like, I knew I had this story to tell. And last year was, you want to talk about dark night of the soul. I mean, my car gets stolen, go through a breakup, had a falling out with two people of over 20 years. It was like literally walking 20 miles a day to my store. Like I had a, a CBD store. And so after I, finally, it was like something snapped. And, and I, I talk about uh, Kanye a little bit, but he came out with the number seven song Jonah last year on the Donda album, or was it 2000, whatever year it was, but the number seven song was Jonah. And something triggered in me, like it came out on Michael Jackson's birthday, who's a star seed. And then boom, it was like, okay, started telling my story on TikTok. And then, yeah, I mean, it's grown to, it just started resonating with people. I came out as an alien and an extraterrestrial on 11-11 last year. And since then, it's like, I'm at over like 100 million views, 450,000 followers on all platforms. Like, it's like, it resonates with people because people are waking up and remembering, oh yeah, we're not from here. So that's kind of how I got into it was like, it was a series of events that's brought me to this point, but I've been across 32 states now and two countries in the last year being a nomad telling this story. That's awesome. Um, I was just jotting down some things because as you were talking, it was leading into so many other uh, things I wanted to get into. Um, and I was going to ask you about that. I thought I saw you say that you were an alien, but I was like, maybe I'm tripping. Okay. We'll get back to that. Okay. Um, how comfortable do you feel about talking about your childhood trauma? If it's triggering, we don't have to talk about it. Just... No, I, 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 I can talk about it now, you know, as a man, because um, it's, you know, there's some uncomfortable things that happen. I was born into a, a black and white family. My mom was from Louisiana, ran away from home, a prejudiced family. And so she ran away from home to Galveston. And yeah, I mean, it, that was a whole series of events. But the short version is she went to prison. Um while she was in prison, I got molested by, uh, by somebody that I was staying with. And yeah, it was just something that, um, that got confirmed later in life, but it just, things happen that, that you don't really understand as a child. And I, and I had these phobias, like these weird irrational fears. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I always say, express it this way. Cause, um, I got spanked like like a lot of kids, but again, it's something that I don't want to say we I had to go through, but I did. To heal ancestral trauma, you had to be your ancestors. So that time period, you know, I I all, hearing the N-word, like it was just this whole mixture of things where race, I was already programmed that race was like, you know, like terrible. Like I, I it made me uncomfortable. And then these things happen to where you never feel loved. Like that's a part of the start. You could call it the starseed program, whatever you want to call it. This incarnation okay. is the, the always yearning to feel love because most of us never felt loved 
the right way going back to our childhood. That's deep. So something you touched on earlier, um, people do talk about this, but a lot of people don't really go into depth about it. And so we're going to try to do that here today. Um, so I believe just like you're saying that we do pick our parents in our journey and the people who are going to meet us along the way and different things like that. And um, I think my biggest confirmation with that is just the people I've met in the last, maybe let's say I'll even go seven years. Okay. Um, there's an odd connection to these people that you cannot describe, but you just ran into them, <laughs> but you feel connected to them. And I'm not the type of person to just feel connected to folks, you know. Um, I don't know what it is. Call it being a Leo. I I don't know. I just or it could be how I was raised too. Um, but yeah, I don't. And so I feel that way. And you kind of touched on it with what you were just saying, but I kind of want to be clear on that by focusing on that. Why do you think you would pick um, abusive parents and um, just abuse? Um, let me just take this thing out because it's getting me hell. Just um, why would anyone pick abuse and all that trauma? What would be the benefit of that? And I'm asking for the viewers say. The benefit of that is, I quantify it this way. If you had two loving parents, if you had money, riches, you had if, if you had everything you ever wanted, how could you feel empathy to really activate in this matrix? It's, it's why I say like, having a lot of money is almost a, de a detriment to your ascension because you're comfortable. Whereas when you're broken emotionally, like you, you have, you build yourself back up stronger as a high vibrational being. So we chose the hero's journey. We chose, we, for those of us who had a tough time here and we cried a whole lot, like the emotions here and the, in the, 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 the connection you feel it's it's the hardest part of, of being here and the narcissist program we all had one or two narcissist parents or whatever whatever we all went through a program where we were gaslit and made to feel small our entire lives but that's how that was we we took that abuse to basically become stronger higher vibrational beings inside of this construct so you know to ascend to your highest levels, I feel like you you kind of have to go through it. You have to go through because we're so when we're happy, we're so happy. When we're sad, we're very sad. And it 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 radiates around us like where people people vibrate off that frequency. So yeah, it it, it was tough, but you know, we did choose our parents, and it's just a crazy thing to say that you can feel more connected to a complete stranger through TikTok or through the internet or even through a, a first time meeting than your blood DNA your entire life, but you're closer to people on a vibrational frequency, your cosmic family, than you are to people because you were just existing. So if that makes sense, like literally, you can meet somebody in, in a minute and feel like you, you I, man, I haven't seen you in 2000 years. Like that's, the connection we're feeling now as we're vibrating at a higher frequency. We're attracting our tribe. Oh, it makes complete sense. And also, um, I want to expound on that. I think two things. One, to simplify it, uh, pressure makes diamonds. And another thing, like you were saying, if you have everything, you're comfortable, right? 
So when you're comfortable, you're not really trying to move around. It's when you're uncomfortable when you start to find um, answers and solutions and things like that. And these answers and solutions begin to help other people when you share them. Or even just give perspective, like you said, empathy, compassion, things of that nature. You know, you walk around, uh, you see people. I really think it's important. So, so many people, like, let's say we go and pull up at McDonald's. I don't need at McDonald's, but let's just say for, for discussion purposes. And the person at the window has the shittiest attitude ever, right? And in your mind, you're like, what the fuck is their problem? You know, what is their problem? I think it would benefit both you and that other person to genuinely ask them, how was your day? How are you feeling today? You know what I mean? And if if the conversation persists, of course, it's not going to be an hour because you're in the drive-through, but you might, you never know how that conversation may take a turn and brighten the day of that person. And that just comes with growth because a lot of times we always get in the victim mode or it's about me. Oh, I had an attitude with me, you know? And it's, if you really think about it, it's not about you. They don't know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how did this person just dislike you through the drive-thru? So I think simple things like that, you know, and um, just just making it a point to be very polite to people, holding the door for people, speaking to people, smiling at people. It's little things like that. Everybody doesn't have to read tarot or read minds, tell the future. A, a lot of us are here just to spread light just by being kind. You never know how just your movements um, change people. So I think that's very important. Um, so when it comes, okay, so we talked about picking parents. How about relationships? What is your viewpoint? Well, do you believe that relationships, if they're not meant for you, they will fade on their own? since we picked this path or do you think that you have to make a choice or is it kind of one and the same you will choose when it's time or or what is your thought on like and I'm talking about intimate relationships and um friendships I we'll, we'll focus on intimate relationships <laughs> yeah so my thought process on it is you know I've gone several different paths on this journey but I know that a lot of uh, we chose this path and a lot of us don't realize whether you're married or you have a baby mama, baby daddy. If you have children with somebody, you probably broke up those ancestral lines, too. You healed that family if they came from a broken family as well. So in a sense, we did a lot of our duties were just by simply existing. And so we all went through that program of, man, I just want that fairy tale romance that love that deep love because we all have it to give like our energy just hits different people have been addicted to us our entire lives so we all had that same love but and and for my personal journey it was always dating as a distraction dating as a distraction but especially now it's a distraction if you're dating like an npc or somebody who's super programmed or somebody like if you if you know that you're a chosen number one or somebody here to help um, usher in the awakening, right? It, it's really hurtful. Like every time you reach your hand down to pull somebody up, you're lowering your vibration. And it's, it's a crazy thing to say. It sounds egotistical, but it's why you become, it's just a crazy thing where 
we're better alone. But if you can find somebody, a lot, here's what's happening lately. A lot of people are going through a tough time with a twin flame that are, that are, they're just losing their mind that, that somebody could be close. They might see a few angel numbers, but they're still not on the spiritual path of wanting to get to the highest level. There's not many people that really want to elevate to their highest level. So if you, you, if you can find somebody that matches that frequency and my heart chakra is open, by the way, and you mentioned something a, a second ago, if you talk to NPCs or people that are programmed on the street or people having a bad day, you have a chance. It's like a fire extinguisher. Your throat chakra, when you come from a place of love, especially, you're, you're just emitting that frequency everywhere. And it's like you heal the entire surroundings. And we don't quantify ourselves as being that important. But energetically speaking, we are. So in the relationship sense, getting back to that, my journey was you got to go on this mission. I saw myself getting married on a beach, honeymooning in Bali for two weeks. It, it, it was like my, the end game that I was going to go on this mission. And finally I was going to find my soulmate. But part of me thinks that that love was just to get me to keep me going because a lot of times in the last year I wanted to quit. It was, it was just, people can say mean things about you. I was never going to quit my journey to try to wake people up, but like social media can be just, it can be a lot. So. Oh, it definitely can. <laughs> oh, it definitely can. I think at some point you almost got to have to, I think eventually you, in the, some ways you get kind of numb to it because right. you begin to understand that people are just hurt or um, they don't understand or, or they want to have that level of enlightenment or maybe they don't know how to quantify it in words, right? So it's something about you, they don't know what the hell it is, but um, why don't they have it? It's, it's many reasons why people project and you you got to kind of just get in the space that you know what i'm doing what i'm supposed to do and i am who i am because you know people of all levels not just the internet your family everybody they will gaslight you you know i mean like right now <laughs> we celebrate thanksgiving why i don't fucking know i think a lot of us just like to find any excuse to get together and fellowship which is fine i mean you could do that anytime but we use these situations to do that and um like getting together with family especially religious family can be challenging it can be really challenging why i'm saying this to you i gotta i gotta be about my word about the message i convey i'm not going to tiptoe around and miss my words a lot of and from my experience i don't know everybody else's experience from my experience i feel like that People deep in religion, raised um, deep in religion, which I come from a Pentecostal apostolic background, they want to recruit you like in their cult. It's like a cult and it's like these sets of rules. And if you don't do this, then you're going to go to hell, yada, yada, yada. The thing that disturbs me about that is I kind of feel like when people are confident about how they worship or believe or whatever they believe in or whatever it is they don't feel the need to like project it or vomit on you or be forceful to others about it and it kind of what makes me wonder like what is it really about that makes religious people so combative and so controlling <laughs> and so overbearing like you 
like with my family, we can't just have our conversations in my family is going to be one or two things, drama-based, trauma-based, drama-based trap slash trauma-based or religious. That's it. There is no normal conversation. I don't know how the conversation will be normal. I don't know what that looks like. So people are something. <laughs> and it, and it's, it's a constant battle. I don't know if the battle is to become strong in your and in, in where you stand and who you are and not to worry about what people think. Uh, it could be a multiple of things, but. Yeah, I do think on this journey, to piggyback what, what you were saying, um, it would be easier to be alone. I'm not alone. I'm married. Um, and, and marriage is a beautiful thing, but it's, it is challenging. It can be challenging when you're taking on so many roles. You're doing this, and you're, then you're a parent, and then you're a wife, and then, you know what I'm saying? That type of thing, but I won't have, I, I can't say anything negative. I think it's just a another whole hookup of his own. You know what I'm saying? But back to you. <laughs> well, let me just say this. Nobody wants to go on this journey alone. And, th and that's what, it, like, we all, the truth is, like, our heart chakra, like, our love is the most powerful tool that we have in this simulation. And Getting to religion again, I chose this path before I came here. My name is Jonah, one of the most biblical. It has like, it has like 8.2 billion hits on the internet, the name, the book of Jonah. So I chose this path of somebody here to wake up the world. And in the beginning of this path, I was all spirituality, spirituality. Because again, as somebody who searched for that love, I didn't realize that love was that I, you have to love yourself. Like, oh, go figure. Because a lot of times, in life, we think we love ourselves, but our actions are based like, you know, whether it's eating bad or whatever we're doing, we we hurt ourselves. And so, yeah, I chose that spiritual path. I, I came out and just saying, you know, all oh, religion is bad. Religion is bad. But the truth is religion. Yes, it's programming and it is a tax haven. And I've spoken out a lot of times on these pastors that are that are very hypocritical when it comes to truly helping people because they're a version of us too. Um, I, I say it like Jesus, Yeshua wanted one, one world, one religion, all of us to, to, together to see that we are one. And they, they, they just manipulate everything to control people. But it's like, there are good souls that go to church, but this journey has, let me dial it back for a second. This journey has taken me from spirituality to there's a whole lot of ego in the spiritual community and there's a whole lot of dark in the spiritual community. And when people start saying that they know everything or that they're like, like these pe people are just, they're hurting people and hurting the spiritual community by some of the things that they're doing. I'll leave it there, but it's come full circle for me. It's back to the Bible. I have a biblical name. We are living in biblical times. And I'm saying this is somebody who, wasn't really relate, raised in religion, but me and my mom would go church to church, just whatever, whatever church she resonated with on a Sunday. And it's come back to me where I just really have a good grasp of everything. But the Bible itself is an ascension manual. And even though it was tainted there, 
it talks a whole lot about aliens in there. Like, I mean, there's, it's really like, it's, it's happening now. And, but the, the amount of judgment in the spiritual community and the religious community is ridiculous because spirit, people come to spirituality because they don't want to be like religion. And it's supposed to be a place of loving everybody, accepting everybody for where they're at on their journey, because nobody knows everything. And we're all, it's a lifetime of healing, but that, that judgment of, Oh, you, Oh, you've never done a sound bath. You're canceled. Like they, these people are like, there's levels to like, and the Miss Cleo Taros. Hey man, I love everybody, but come on dog. Come on dog. Like it's programming. It is. It is. And I was going to hit on that. I'm glad you brought it up. Cause that's confirmation. I need to hit on that. So um, it's probably one person that I watched. No, two. Uh, one I know personally, another one I've interviewed, good people. But as far as like on TikTok, because I have a very spiritual, spiritual based TikTok. I don't, I glance at Instagram and, and, and Facebook, but those really aren't my thing. I like TikTok. So I um, scroll past a lot of that stuff because, I mean, it's like, like you were saying, like, but it's, it's a program. We're lacking balance on both sides. And why are we pulling cards on 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 celebrities to this degree? Like I could see if okay, I could see if you're a tarot reader and your message is bigger. So let, let's say you're pulling something on Kanye, but the message is bigger, where we're talking about how we are things are transforming, like you have a bigger reason than to just be gossiping. I don't I don't understand it. Like I, I just don't understand the mess. You know what I mean? I don't I don't understand people going back and forth in the spiritual community because at the same time we got to also realize everyone's not the same everyone's not convicted the same everyone's not led the same like how i practice and what i do i listen to my inner guidance there's some things out there that i might agree with that might resonate but i have to follow what feels good and works for me you know and um sometimes we get so caught up in in following this and this you're right and you're wrong i think both sides lack balance and i want to clarify the whole thing about religion i think religion for whom it works for is fine i think that yeah. whatever thing you do that works for you is fine my issue comes in with anything is broad beating people with it as if your way is the right way no it's right for you you know what i'm right. saying leave people yep. to hell alone <laughs> you know what i mean and, and that's really my thing that's how i feel about it I 100% I, I agree. It, it's, it's why I tell people, you know, spirituality isn't for everybody, but for the people who had a tough time here, specifically, like emotionally, it's just a way of life where you know how to get right. It's like, wow, taking your shoes off and going, put your feet in the grass is a cheat code in life. Like all these little things that make you love the earth and love yourself and realize we're all one. It's, it's just a way of life that just makes so much more sense than one of the most divisive things in the world, which is religion. There's 4,200 types of religion. Who's right? I mean, come on, they're like, it, it's, it's a journey to higher self and they're, they're, they're definitely good. I went to church the other day. I, want, I wanted to see how, what it was like, like, okay, let me go in the matrix. Let me go to, let me go to a church being a wide awake alien. And so I went in there and the pastor had a great message. I mean, it was, it was, it resonated. And 
you just know that there's good souls in there and you know but th that's neither here nor there but getting back to the judgment that's that's really our downfall is like everybody's on a different journey and i i had to finally understand that everybody's on a different journey and we're all frequency we're all vibration we're literally walking and talking iphones mixed with sound so and if we understand that everybody else is a walking, talking, like it makes you, it, I mean, I just see the game is completely different now. It's, 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 I could really show somebody walking through like New York city or a major city, how everything works. It's like, we live in a video game. People take things too serious. That's, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think that's a great way to describe it. I remember the other day really thinking like, you really think about it, right? Mario Brothers and Sonic is teaching us a lot. <laughs> you get to a level, you have to beat the boss and go to the next level. You know, I mean, there's a lot of messages in, in a lot of things if you're paying attention. But um, I think we're just too hard on people and, and too hard on ourselves. And I think when you're too hard on others, you're you're kind of critical on yourself but you don't want to focus on you it's better for you to focus on others i think we really have to be about being compassionate with others and minding our business and getting ourselves together because at the end of the day if you're not contributing anything positive uh then you're being negative what do you feel about so in, in the spiritual community right it's a lot of people talking about uh was the gatekeepers of the industry and you know we getting into the illuminati and i had a i had one of them dreams too it was crazy but anyway getting into the illuminati you know basically one thing and i love our people we are bright we are brilliant we're amazing i mean we gonna try to pull that curtain back and see who's standing behind that motherfucker who's behind the curtain you know <laughs> today my question really becomes one this this can become an obsession and two, how important is it really to get behind the curtain, especially if we're not going to make moves? So after we find all of after we find out all of this, then what? Like, what is your take on this discovering Oz? So, so this is a very, very this is a great question because I've had I've actually had some conversations lately about Illuminati, which Illuminati is just short for illuminated. They are versions of us that are high vibrational because you have two kinds of characters in the game. You have the, I, I hate to say like positive and negative, because they're, they're just both existing as the duality in this matrix. Like you have to have villains to really activate your powers too, right? So the Illuminati, yeah, they do. I know that they do dark stuff. I don't, I guess in a bigger picture, in the grand scheme of things, I don't see any enemy in this matrix. Illuminati, uh, the reptilians or grays or the 1%, like the, all the people that we feel like are, are in control, the, really the, the control and the power lies in us. And it's getting people to understand that they're just characters that exist. It's just, if you, perceiving something as a bad, like we know, Everything here is broken, right? You got human trafficking, you got big pharma, you got the prison system. Every, every industry and, and, and everything in here is designed to fail. So when you know that, 
it's like, I, I just, you can go down some Illuminati rabbit holes. I'll put it that way. And it all leads back to harming kids and, and, you know, the adrenochrome and all these other things. But I, I keep asking myself, does it matter? We live on a never ending time loop. The past, the present and the future are happening at the same time. It's, it's this weird game that I play with my mind where I'm like, does it matter? We're, I mean, we're the heroes. We're here to clean this stuff up. But it's so the levels of corruption are in every single they have the cops, they have the feds like, I mean, they're 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 connected to the top of everything. I was talking to somebody about um, potentially doing something to try to break the matrix on network TV. And this guy was working with some prominent people out there in uh, Vegas. And he told me straight up, he goes, "Nah, the Jeffrey Epstein CIA will never let anything enlighten that you might see on whatever. Now, Hulu, you got some stuff. Netflix, you got some stuff. You're never going to see that on mainstream TV. So it's like they're, the light is shining so bright that I just feel like they're just going to go away. I don't, I don't know. It's a really weird thing where I feel like we're vibrating so high that like the, the dark Queen Elizabeth, that reptilian, like just that energy of, you know, wanting to control people in the darkness, for, I, I just feel like it's going to go away. I mean that I know that's a long answer to tell you. I don't I don't perceive I just don't perceive them as an enemy. Like entertainment for me is done. Nobody watches TV or movies anymore. Nobody really I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's how I feel, right? I feel like I mean who really gives a shit? And I'm not being respectfully, right? I think everybody yeah. can, but like this whole if at this point if you're modeling your life after celebrities and you're you're keeping a tally on everything they do versus what you do and what should be done I mean you're just that's that's on you <laughs> you know what I mean and again we do it, it, it's a whole duality thing I'm in agreement with that and while we're uncovering right the guy behind the curtain at what point do we take charge? I mean, because I've always felt like this, right? We complain about so many things, but it, within unison, it literally, I believe, this is my belief, and you can call me crazy all day. I believe if everybody stood up and said, hell no, we're not doing another day of all of, all of this got to go, right? And I'm talking about what's hardcore on it. I believe 24 hours, no more than 72 hours life would change. We just don't do it. We just complain. So it's going to change anyway regardless right because there's cycles and it, it, it must change it, it has to it's a part of evolution but i'm saying if you if you want it to change like we looking at a different life december then we have to come together but if you're going to keep playing and you know keeping your head down then don't don't fucking complain about it i mean that's, i mean and i don't mean to be harsh about it i'm just saying like I, we just waste so many so much time going down the rabbit hole we the constant loop of that right and then it's like too you're judgmental all the things that is is re is is unpleasant i won't say ridiculous unpleasant within you as within so without so i think it's safe to say is we have a lot of self-fixing to do to see the without be better and it's what you focus on because i'm gonna be honest with you if you turned off the tv and all these stimulants would your life really be that bad 
especially as an adult. Like as a child, yeah, we were privy to abuse and things like that because our lives were in other hands. But now that you have control over your life, is it really that bad? Or is it programmed to be that bad? You follow the it's it's all up here and you hit the nail on the head ego it's why a lot of people in this in, in the spiritual community won't come together our attachment to our ego it, it's it's just it, there, there's just so many levels to unlock and if you if people understand that we're all pieces of a puzzle and we're all connected it would make it easier but to get people to come together for anything like it's just like there's already a pessimistic guy, eh, it won't work, but it takes, they did a study, it takes 1% of the population to change the world. They took, there was a, a town in New Mexico that it was like 200,000 people and they took 2,000 meditators to go over there and, and meditated like 1% of the population just to try it out. 2,000 people meditated at the same time and literally within the month, the crime went down like 36%. They changed the frequency it's like, it's, it's, it's that powerful. So if we could tell, if we could get this message to people that to change the game or to, to level up, it is all, everything is predicated off of your frequency, how much you love yourself. And it sounds egotistical, but it's like, it's every conversation you have to, you have to, it, it, it takes a lot of practice to stay in a positive mental state like completely, like somebody cuts you off in traffic. Oh, the universe is telling me to slow down. It's all a way of, of these life hacks of reaching that point of enlightenment that even before somebody, people will stop saying negative things to you. People, negative things will stop happening because they realize they're not, it's like um, you're just vibrating at a different frequency. So if we could, if we could get people to realize just how important we are, that we could come together and break all these systems with our energy and the ley lines, which are the chakras of the, like we could literally change things with our mind. Like it's insane. And if people don't, people just don't know how powerful they are. I, and I can't quantify it. I've seen things in the last year that <laughs> it's just unexplainable <laughs> when we come together. So my next question is this. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a statement and follow it with the question. It is my belief that a broken system just must go. I, I think when we try to swap people in there, it's like, it's like putting a piece of spoiling fruit with a piece of fruit that's not. If you put them together, it's going to spoil the fruit. And the way that they strong arm people, you know, get down or lay down. I don't know the conversations they they have but that's kind of the the energy right um, we've heard through the grapevine with the police departments and different things they have a certain system and if you're not with it you you eventually probably going to quit or or you're going to um acquiesce do you see a time where government will not be a thing at least in the way that we know government Yes, I, I, when some of the futuristic dreams I've had are that it's that system is going to go away and that me personally, I don't think we're going to make it to the 2024 election. I believe we'll be getting full disclosure from all governments on all the things that we've been lied to about because there's 
the amount is endless now. There's just too many awakened souls. So I see us, because um, they have to break these systems. Like even there's, the, we could go on and on about how broken that society is, but it's like, we're going to create this new earth, right? This new system within our own ecosystem. And then everything's going to eventually go to that. But we're like the first model that's going to go without the system of like a government and like, you know, we're enlightened. I mean, I, I just, I just seen it to where we have, it's, it can't be a free for all. You have to have some structure of a society, but it's just a, a, um, a world where we're actually exchanging our trades or goods, like, you know, like the barter system with our energy and these communities and even the schooling system, right? School is programming. You start somebody off and they're, and they're teaching you already how to be a slave in the matrix. They, they want you to take on $200,000 in student debt. And they're not even the, the food they're feeding kids. Like everything's designed, which kids are the highest frequency on the, on besides animals on the earth. Everything's designed to, to get them programmed in that system. And we got to break that system. It ain't for us. It's for them, <laughs> you know? So all that goes hand in hand, the government schooling that that's going away. 100%. Oh, wow. And you say you don't think we'll, we'll make it to 2024, huh? I, you know, based on all these prophecies and it, it's a combination of things of uh, between the Bible and, and, I talk about a little bit about the Anunnaki return, like all these things, these prophetic times are happening right now. And it's why we just can't keep existing. The earth is a pressure cooker right now. And, and people are vibrating We're, we've collapsed all the timelines of nobody's scared of COVID anymore. Nobody's scared of monkeypox. Once they stop the fear programming, it's like the, what we perceive as dark or lower vibrational density beings are starting to die or starting to have health issues. Like they're, they're, the pressure is too high for them. Yeah. So it has to change. Like, like the, it's, does that make sense? <laughs> it does make sense. And, and you, one thing about I can say about you, Jonah, you're going to bring up some stuff that'd be like, yes, that's another thing. That would be monkeypox, right? I was saying this to somebody. I said, it's funny how this whole monkey monkeypox thing popped up. It didn't, did it last for a month? I mean, it's like they were talking about it and then it disappeared. And I think because people were like, fuck that. We have been on lockdown for two years. You know what I'm saying? With this nonsense, we're not accepting anything else. And it, I mean, it disappeared. It was like it never came. And I think they're trying to like do a little something with RSV, which we've had that before, right? But they're not pushing as hard. The, the stuff is coming out about the uh, vaccines now with the jab what do you think okay so like me personally i didn't take the jab right consciousness just told me not to i'm not saying anything about anybody who did take it because i feel like you're on your journey so whatever you feel on the inside you're doing right by you because you're following your path i'm talking about for me so this doesn't make me superior and make you inferior i didn't take it do you think ultimately that because they're, they're saying the jab has killed some people do do you think the ones that it's killed is because they've already agreed to exit at that time and the ones that have it 
Um, let me simplify my question because I'm, I'm making it complicated. So what do you think is the difference between the people that took the jab that have died, the people that take the jab that just have side effects and are still living, and the people that take the jab that are keeping it moving? As if well, I, so this is something that I actually really don't talk about a lot, but but I early on in my journey, I was having dreams that I was supposed to, not just me, a lot of us were supposed to use our hands to heal people around the world like Jesus used to, right? And so I knew I was going to be traveling. So that's really the only reason I got the shot. And one thing that I didn't tell people when I first um, started talking about on social media, because they were immediately, they tried to cancel me. Oh, you're not spiritual. You got the shot. You're programmed. They were, and so I was like, I didn't tell them it was for a different purpose. But the other thing was the same. I went to get the shot with my ex-girlfriend. And that night I ended up having like damn near a seizure. And it was like, my body was like rejected it. Like I, I literally thought I was going to die. And, it, you know, it was just this really strong episode. And then it just went away. And I had like a, a bump on my arm for three months, but I believe a high vibrational being, nothing can harm us. Like you can alchemize anything, but I've heard people talk about the long-term effects on our DNA, um, you know, just things like that. Like, I feel like society has separated itself into groups, which I appreciate now, I didn't before, but when I see somebody who wears a mask, I see somebody who's afraid. It's like, it's, it's nothing against them, but that's a frequency that I don't resonate with. I don't, so it's like, society has basically labeled themselves in a sense of like, you know, kind of where someone stands, and knowing what I know now, it's it's a crazy thing to say that I made I was on I was making fun of um of uh, anti-vaxxers and flat earthers in the beginning of the pandemic. And man, they're starting to look like geniuses because vaccines to me, like your body is supposed to do everything it's supposed to do naturally. And knowing that if you go back in time, people were living to be 150 years old before they, we brought in these diseases. Like, so the, for me to sum it up, like, I don't really, when somebody, I, I know people that are anti-vax are very hard leaning towards that. But when they start talking about, oh, you got the vaccine, you're, you're, uh, you're, you have mental health issues now. Like this is a topic that's come up lately that, that they try to say we're mutated or something like that. I'm just like, man, come on, man. Like, like, stop, bro. I've died. I've died like 10 times here in the matrix. Like you're, if I was meant to be taken out by a vaccine, that's the script. If somebody died from the vaccine, I hate to say it this way because it sounds insensitive, but we wrote the scripts to our lives. Like, if, if, did you, I asked myself if I, not if, but when we transition, like you never want to die in vain. Like you want to die for a purpose or for a cause, but some people chose to check out. You know, there's a lot of people that that just wrote the script to, to end early, that they didn't want to go through this transition period because a lot of things are going to come to light. A lot of things that we've been lied to about. And some people don't want to own up to that period. A lot of the elderly, you know, it, it, it could be hidden babies. It could be there's a lot of things that people just wanted to check out and didn't want to potentially face the music of their past transgressions.
Okay. So, wow. This is so deep. (laughs) It's, it's kind of next level thinking, but I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that happened that, you know, just saying, but it's totally, it's totally my vibe. Okay. So, and, and I'm concurring by saying a lot of people did leave in 2020. It was like, it's another thing that really makes you realize that it's something going on here because people were leaving the planet, right? Um, I think it was exaggerated what they were saying, but nonetheless, there were people that we know that have said they've lost loved ones. A lot of my people did not transition. I've had one uncle transition and he had, um, he was on dialysis, I think over 10 years. So he did well. He did well. Um, whether he, he chose to exit at this point because of that, probably, I don't know. Um, but that's it. I mean, I didn't have a lot. As, as, as programmed as many would see my people to be on both sides, I haven't had a lot leave. I've, I've lost a grandfather, and that was before the pandemic. Uh, I lost both my grandfathers and one grandmother. And that that was all before the pandemic. After the pandemic, and I'm talking about years before. After the pandemic, I've lost one relative. So I don't know. I It's kind of like, you know, sitting back and kind of watching and seeing what's going on with that. It was something that you said, though. It was something that you said. You just reminded me of a story. I, I, I'm going to, I'll tell it another <laughs> time, but. Yeah, that it's about huh? I said, go ahead if you want to. I'm listening. No, I was just I was just thinking about when I look back at life, like I haven't had that many people that close to me die. Like only until I would say recently, like in the like it's just been a really weird whatever, but there was a guy, uh, I had a business in 2015 and a guy robbed me. Like he's like I know I had it on camera and everything. I had like the hard drive. Uh, hidden and stuff and he robbed my business I had it on tape and he like he orchestrated it he didn't actually wasn't the one that physically did it but when I went to um uh like basically I confronted him never called the cops I just let it go like like but I had but he knew that I knew and so anyways I didn't see him again until uh the end of 2020 and this is right, I'm going through the midst of my awakening, like I'm super tapped in. And I had another business at that time. And he was sitting in there, the guy that robbed me, and he's sitting in there. It was, it was like, basically, it was a a casino that he was playing, he was like gambling. So I see him in there. And I like, I I seen him like three times. And I never said a word to him. Like, I would just pretend I didn't see him because I didn't want to, I didn't want to talk to him. Like, he didn't know. He didn't never like confess to it, but I just knew. So anyways, I end up leaving and um, uh, I came back this one time and he said, Jonah, come here. And I went over there and I said, you know what? Let me just let it go. Let me make peace. He ain't going to rob this one. Um, and I asked about his mom and I asked about his, cause I knew him for over 20 years. And the next thing you know, uh, the next day, something happened I skipped and then the next day I went to work and they literally told me that he died that night after we talked like 
and and I was just thinking like, because I know he's because he, he's he made some kind of statement saying that, oh, uh, I want to take you to this like poker game like this, you know, because it's it's it wasn't the, the best area and you could easily get robbed. So I was already thinking he died literally after I he, it was like he made peace with me because he, he was telling me in the midst of the conversation that he lost half his foot. Uh, he had been in the hospital for like the last year and he was so thankful to be alive and how it was good to see me. So it was like he made peace with me and literally got in his car. And when he was driving off, died after he left that night. And I was like, I, I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know if it was, but it was just when you said something about uh, transition, I, that was one of the weirder parts. And I never told this story, but that was one of the weirder parts of my awakening was like, he just died. <laughs> and actually the, the when I left there, this is really weird. Where I was staying, there was a Taco Bell across the street and two people got murdered. Like that exact time, there was fire trucks and ambulances everywhere. I've never told that part of the story either, but it's like, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but it's like, you can become, it, it, I feel like in a lot of ways, most of us died here. At some point, we we where we cheated death, we had a near death experience, and we might have not even known it. And I kind of feel like we're like we're angels in that sense too. And that before people transition, like the reason nobody left your circle is because they're versions of you. So it's like because hmm. nobody died from on my side. Everybody I know got COVID except me, and nobody passed away that I that I knew personally. He could have, but. Again, I, I just feel like that. Um, I know I kind of, I kind of went went a little bit off topic there, but no, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> I really appreciate that story, and I want to add to that story. I believe this is my belief that after that had happened, and he knew that you knew, and you did, you didn't go and do what he deserved, right? You showed an amount of compassion. He was convicted by that and that sat with him for years and he kept finding ways meeting your path to make good with that right because of that conviction and when mm -hmm. he was able to make good with that then his soul was ready to move on he did not want to transition without making good with that and this is what i'm saying about how we move about and how we my god i'm just this sorry that energy is coming through how we move about and how we affect people and we don't even realize it. it. It'd be small things. That's a big thing that you did, but it's a small thing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And when, what I mean small is that it might not hit everybody. Everybody not may not be able to get that because it's not as overt. But I really believe that was what was going on. He said, wait a minute, this man could have, he could have prosecuted me. I could have been, who knows where I could be, you know? And um, I just just the convention, and then things began to take a, a life of its own because what you put in, you get out. You know, we are you don't have to go to hell. <laughs> we on a we on a hell plane. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you what you put in, you get out. You don't put no seeds in the ground, ain't shit gonna grow. You know, and if you you give a bunch of hell and put a plant a bunch of hell, you are gonna get hell back. And so you got to get it back, but. I believe that's what happened because it's not a coincidence that he passed right after coming in contact with you and you try to ignore him. Right. But it yeah. came to a point 
where that thing had to be confronted because he had to before he transitioned. And when you acknowledged it, he was able to go. That's strong. You know, <laughs> I, I, it was the, it was one of the strangest days I've ever had, but it was like, it felt a, a whole lot like deja vu, but I love how you broke that down because that is a perfect, it, it just really sums up what I, what I went through. Cause I'm like, what are the chances? Like nothing like that's ever happened to me before. So it was just a strange instance where I was like, wow, he made peace with me before he left. And like I said, for all intents and purposes, I just forgave, uh, you know, what happened. It was, it was really a weird time, but you know, there's levels. <laughs> there is. And, and within that story, the, the creator has revealed that forgiveness is powerful. It's more powerful than we're willing to acknowledge. Forgiveness is powerful. And it has transformed, I'm sure, you in ways that you might not even be consciously aware. And we know it, it, it changed that man's life to he literally transitioned. So uh, that's that's amazing. Um, are there any, because you said that you you almost passed away like 10 times, you almost tr transitioned like almost 10 times. Is there one that's really, uh, that you would like to share? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I say transit, like there's a couple times where I almost drowned in Mexico before the age of 18, where I got swept by current, took on water. and. I say transition, but there's these things that like, that happen that make you really close, you know, like that where you think you, you fear for your life. And, but the, the strongest one I remember was in 2019, I had my, up at that point, maybe my sixth surgery on my arm. And for, for whatever reason, I can remember uh, laying on the table and I don't know what happened, but like I took too many, um, what do you call it? Ibuprofen. I took something that made me my my blood thin, and I almost bled out. And so I was on the operating table an extra six hours. And when I was on the operating table, I remember my soul coming out of my body. I didn't remember this at the time, and I could literally see them operating on me and telling them. And I could actually see my mom in the room because that's another strange story where my, my mom didn't come to many of my surgeries, but she came to this particular one. And I remember saying, I'm not ready to leave yet. And it's like, my soul came back into my body, went back in the, um, in like the, the aftercare room where in my mom, and I told my mom, it's okay, or something like that. But I can distinctly remember for three weeks, it felt like somebody hit me with a baseball bat in the back of my head. It was like, I had a knot on the back of my head. And I'm like, how do I have a knot on my head when my arm is is broken? And the the craziest thing to to really like verify this story was I was on TikTok. I, I I was on live one night and this lady, I used to take a lot of guests on stuff. So I would, you know, we we were talking and this lady goes, Hey Jonah, do you remember me? And I was like, Do I remember you? And she's like, yeah, do you remember me? Remember when you died on the operating table and you said you wanted to, you said you wanted to, uh, you weren't ready to leave yet? And this was on TikTok Live and I'm like, I literally started bawling my eyes out crying because I can remember, I just, you know, throughout this whole process, like, I just, 
I had some very painful experiences in this life. And it's like, it all hit me at one time that as many times as like I prayed in life or, or you could say want to tap out, like I never did in that moment. It just, it's just like, boom, it, she triggered another awakening. And then somebody else, the next guest that came on, and these are older women that just said, do you remember me? I'm the nurse. Hmm. And the second one said something similar. And it just, it, it really, it really blew my mind, but it, it helped me to remember, to know that I'm not from here. Like, I believe, here's what I believe after that near death experience and seeing everything that I do, because this is what activates us. When you lose the fear of death and you know that you're, you know, you're a high vibrational empath and you can uh, manipulate energy and bend energy with your mind. When you lose the fear of death, you're very activated. And a lot of us were an accidental drowning, accidental car accident. You might've took too many pills one night. Uh, you might've drank too much one night, but something changed in your timeline that a different version of you and your soul entered that body. And it's like, that's how we kind of climbed up. And, I, you know, I can't say that I live life super reckless, but I, I you know, I, I throw the number 10 around, but that last experience was, was one of the strongest because another one, I definitely shouldn't have lived but I'll, I'll save that story for another time. So all these things have shown me we're not from here. And like a little bit of everything is true. Like angels are aliens and aliens are angels and the 144,000 is real and all these things. <laughs> Cause I feel like, I feel like you're probably one of the 144. It's a real thing that we came down here as parts of a puzzle to raise humanity's vibration. And we're in the Bible but we're also aliens. So I don't know if you ever resonated with the 144,000, but when I see you, it's like looking in the mirror. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for over a year now. And you just, it's a very familiar, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to put pressure on you and <laughs> anything like that. But. I, I love it all. I, I love the transparency. I love the directness. I'm, I'm going to share a couple things with you. I'm going to go back to your, um, your near-death experience is like it's like creator has been holding your hand the whole time and when you doubt he brings things through to give you confirmation keep going he she the energy intelligence we acknowledge as creator you said that your mother never came to any previous surgeries but she was there I see your mother as being like a marker in that situation, something that you paid attention to, to burn into your mind. And then someone came through on live then to confirm that this happened and that triggered an awakening all over again. There, the creator stands again and says, this is happening. You are who you are and keep going. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I, as many times as I wanted to, 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 to tap out or to not find my place or know my place in the world, all of these things, huh? Yeah. Confirmation. I'm sorry. Confirmation right here. Yeah. <laughs> all, 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 all of these things had to happen to, to, for me to become the person that I am. And, and I ran from it just like Jonah in the whale. I ran from my duty and responsibility my entire life. And I'm tired of running. Like, you know, I want, you know, if my goals here, I, I had individual goals in the beginning of this journey, but I really 
I don't have any of those goals anymore. It's really of like, you know, finding other people like me that wanted to tap out over and over again, that never felt loved, that never felt that their prayers were heard and overcoming these obstacles and then looking back and appreciating all the bad that happened. Like everything bad that happened to you shaped you into the person you are. When you can appreciate those things and the, and the people and all the lessons that you wrote for yourself, you really respect the game. Now it doesn't help with the loneliness and having high level conversations, but I feel like most people are gonna look back and say, wow, I carved out a pretty good masterpiece because here I am starring in the movie that's me and all those things. And I, this time where I was made to feel small and this time I showed that person, like, it's like you get to see your whole life. And I feel like most people are gonna come, wanna say, wow, I wanna come back and do that again. Like that was fun. But right now <laughs> it's, it's the lonely period. So, you know. <laughs> so, it's funny that you said it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that at the, at the beginning especially some of the things you were saying about the gifts coming when they need to, because I definitely resonate with that. Um, I had this dream one time, right? And I was in this big, beautiful house. I didn't see a lot of it. This is just what I seen. It indicated that it was a big, beautiful house. And the room was massive. It was a massive library. And in the middle of the library was a uh, grand piano. And, um, you know, when I was a kid, I'm I'm saying this because it might have something to do with it. So bear with me. When I was a kid, my dad had a keyboard and I was really interested in that keyboard and I would play on it. But then when he started to like, oh, we don't take lessons. I I started not liking it then. But, you know, as a kid, I was interested in it. But anyway, so in uh, this dream, it's me, my husband and uh, my mother but their characters is kind of insignificant to the dream. We walk in a room, the piano's playing, but nobody's sitting there. And I'm asking them, do y'all hear that piano? Everybody act like they don't hear it. So I get closer to the piano and the keys are moving. Do y'all hear this piano? Everybody's confused. So I asked the person, because I knew something was there playing that piano and I asked it to reveal itself and it did. The person came forward. It was a dark-skinned woman. I say she was about a medium build. And I began to ask her questions and I asked her uh, when she was born. I can't remember. I think she said like it was like something in the 1950s. And, she, and I asked her when did she pass away? And I believe she said 1979. I would have to look in my dream journal, but it was something to that effect. And when I tried to get clarification of who she was, don't you know I woke up? And she was so patient and she wasn't extra. Her energy was calm. She wasn't extra, but she was just answering my questions. And I woke up and I said, what the hell? What's the purpose of that dream? Who was that? Was that an ancestor? Was that me that died in another time? Who is this person? I still don't know that answer. Um, another dream, I believe I had a past life um, regression dream. And the reason I say this is because I do not, and I discovered this by default, driving, I was driving in Ohio, going to pick up my car. I live in Michigan. 
and I was driving over to Ohio, we began to uh, go over a bridge and I began to panic. So I had this dream that we're driving kind of like on a mountain, you know, like in the movies. How I've never done this before, so I have to refer to the movies, okay? Yeah. <laughs> drive around the mountain like that. And so my spouse and I, which I believe is the one I'm married to now, we're driving. And somehow he lost control of the car. And we, it was me, him, and I realized there was kids with us when I looked back when the car began to go over go under and I was hmm. just I was I was in such despair because I'm scared I'm don't want my children to be scared but let's be honest we're all about to die <laughs> what do I do right. and I kind of got the the feeling that we ended up back on dry land or something that part I'm not sure about but yeah and so even out to this day like when my husband is driving me and if he goes too fast or I I, I begin to get very uncomfortable and I just thought that was interesting. I just wanted to share it. That's all. Yeah, that that's that's a deep dream, man. I had I had uh, on the on the the mountain. I had an instance where I thought I was going to die on that one one time. I think we all have these falling or it's like we're fighting wars or something in other dimensions when we sleep because we literally never sleep. Like even when you're even when you're awake you're still working somewhere else. You're daydream. We do these things, but that falling and, and just it's you, the, the dreams, the dreams now are so realistic. And so it's like, they're clear pictured. It's realer than real life. And it's so detailed. And it's about, I've had things lately about the past and, you know, just, it's just, just so vivid you where you and remembering them like that's really been the challenge of my entire life is remembering dreams because you know you're you're somewhere but you know and and looking back to I've been astral projecting since I was a child and but just never knew what that was and you know I, have you astral projected I believe I'm on an astral plane when I'm asleep and I know I have a, a another friend that's in the community but she's more she she's a voodoo priestess and she was letting me know in fact that that's what was going on with me because i would you know come back and i wake up with marks and different stuff and she was just telling me put a rock under my bed and different things to break it i just didn't want to break it so i did yeah <clears throat> I, I i it's 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 the craziest thing in the world that if you concentrate you can go anywhere in the world there was one night and this is a really random story, but uh, we we're talking about like conscious people and the and like celebrities, right? And I it, I was talking with my friend Tracy, and we we're talking about Jim Carrey. I said, you know what? I'm gonna go meet Jim Carrey in the Astros tonight. Let me just let me just give it a let me just see if I could pull up on Jim Carrey. So I'm sleeping on the couch, and. I go into my dream state and before I go to sleep, I'm concentrating on Jim Carrey, right? Funny guy. The next thing you know, I'm with Jim Carrey. And, and like, it was like in a jungle. And do you know that the only, <laughs> the only thing I could think about, this is terrible, is taking a selfie with Jim Carrey. And in my regular state, I was on the couch and my, the phone had dropped in the, in the, uh, in the couch and I woke up out of my dream to try to get my phone to, to go back in my dream to try to take a selfie with Jim Carrey. 
obviously I couldn't go back to sleep, but I just, you know, you go, you can, you can literally go any place you want to in the world. It's, it's, you know, I probably don't concentrate on it and, and do it as, um, um, as much as I should, but when it happens, it's like, it's just magical. You stop, you stop having, I stopped having nightmares or feeling like I was fighting something probably six months ago, they just kind of went away because every night for me was like, all right, what are we doing tonight <laughs> type thing? Like, you know. I'm gonna have to try that. I'm, I'm gonna have to try that. I had this dream. Now these dreams came about not concentrating, okay? So I had interviewed someone and we did kind of get into the whole um, illuminated ones conversation, okay? Days pass, I go to sleep, and I've had dreams. This is this is not outside of the norm. For some reason, this dream took place in my bed. Why do I have dreams in my bed? I don't know. It's happened four or five times. This particular rapper, Hardy, well, she was laying down in the bed, getting ready to go to sleep. And so I began to ask her about these contracts, right? And she answered, whatever my question was, she answered it. But then I, whatever the question that followed, I was going to get into a deep question, like for the gusto, like what, you know, whatever it is, I was trying to peel behind the curtain is what it was. I don't remember the question. That's why I'm not repeating it. But <laughs> I remember what happened around the question. She smiled. She had that smile she do. This, this Cardi always does this smile. But yeah. She began to like, when she was trying to tell me, but she started, you know how you start drifting off to sleep to where she couldn't? The sleep started taking hold. <laughs> and I'm laying, she's laying like on her side and I'm laying on my side facing her, asking her these questions. Like we had a sleepover or something. But it's yeah. not what it felt like. I knew I was literally just visiting her. It didn't feel like we were at a sleepover, but that was the scene is what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And so right after she fell asleep on me, I believe an ancestor and the reason why he looked like my dad, but he was brown skinned. So one or two things, he could have been my grandfather that transitioned in a younger state in the mid like 40s or 50s, or he could have been another one of that bloodline. He grabbed my, my leg. And looked at me and said, I think it was like a telepathy thing. He was like, leave it alone. And he was very, when I tell you, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, he meant leave it alone. <laughs> Message understood. I woke up. That's one dream. Wow. I just, I just had a dream last night that I met somebody else in the spiritual community that, um, they're more of like the, um, they more dwell in the, the the down south like magic and stuff like that. That I had a dream and they came as a friend and it was in my house. Interesting. We had a little conversation and I had another dream. These, these stupid illuminated one dreams. I was at, it looked like a meeting and this before Doja Cat did that whole hookup. Okay. So it wasn't that, yeah. a Doja Cat thing. It had nothing to do with that. It looked like the literal scene from Eyes Wide Shut, the room, 
The only difference was it was a table there. And the person in the middle had that mask with the feather. And another person was there that I just knew was P. Diddy. I didn't see his face. I just knew. It. And I was just observing. I'm like, what the hell is this about? And then I woke up. These are the type of crazy-ass dreams I've had. So that's <laughs> it's funny you say that because in the beginning, I had a whole bunch of dreams about celebrities. And like just Kevin Hart, random people that are high vibrational versions of us. And having those like knowing what I know now and learning what I've learned in probably the last three, three months, like it's just a real organization and, and it's, you know, they do, they do these things and we're here to uncover them. They're us too, but I feel like, I feel like celebrities partially sold their soul and they don't want like, what, what was his name? Um, uh, that, that they, they killed him. He knew a lot. He was wide awake. Um, yeah. Not six nine, but the, he uh, he was tatted up. Um, Extension. Yes, Extension. So I I heard all kind of stories about him. How you know just being wide awake. So you have these people who they would sign these contracts specifically, like you know a lot of them were in the music industry, but they they can't speak out. Like I feel like we're supposed to be their voice box. Like they can't help us or interfere, but they're us and realize the path that they chose was to partially sell their soul at the beginning of their career. Cause like Cardi's awake. Like she's like, she's, she's, she's a very conscious being and they've been shadow banning and sensing her too, censoring her. So I just feel like that these dreams are interconnected in the sense of the illuminated ones know that their time is up, you know, and, and that they got to switch to the light. This is my, that's more of an opinion, but, they won't be existing in this construct doing dark stuff. I mean, so. I, can, I can totally dig that. My question is, why would we be pulled into this stuff? Because I was told to leave it alone. So what was the reason for me to pop into that reality? You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, you know, it's, 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 that's part of the learning and, and, and going in the astrals and why I consider a lot of us to be, or people in that industry could be like double agents. It's like they give the appearance of uh, I'm going to be with this organization all the while working for our side. So, you know, for the, it, I think that you're just you're just going in there for the knowledge because they're us too. Um, we're all related to them. Rihanna, all these people in, in entertainment, they're they're versions of us. They're high vibrational beings. So, you know. Knowing what they know now, I'm sure that they give all the money back to be with us. I, I believe that in my heart. That even the, even with all the fame and the things that happen, I feel like because it's it's, a, it's it's all about the connection. And you even having these fans and all these things, it doesn't make you feel whole. Like I feel like it's it's a very hollow for those who got over their ego. But the, I I feel like there's some Illuminati that are still right there that want us to break this thing so badly so they can be with us versus having to do the work of the other side. Okay, that's deep. That's deep. So with that being said, what you think, I, I know you were uh, talking about Kanye or formerly known as Kanye, now known as uh, Yee, Yay, 
what what do you think his whole hook hookup is about? Because I do think he's an, he's um here to help break. Somebody yeah, he, I I feel like he worked the other side in the sense of he's he's a very awake conscious person that understands we live in grand theft auto in a simulation he's talked about these things he's talked about it's being it being a game and so he woke up six or seven years ago and i feel like that he understood that the money he took like the things he's speaking out against and he's talking about the 144,000 and the black israelites and all these topics are coming up and i feel like he intentionally destroyed those contracts with the big companies to distance himself from that money because he's a bigger, the 144,000 is a big deal. He distanced himself from that. Like his purpose is higher than fashion. Like we quantify so much by money, but money really isn't even real. His purpose is so much higher than to affect things in fashion and music that he you could say self-sabotage, but I feel like we always, I feel like higher self is always in control. Source God is always in control. So it's like he wrote that contract that I'm going to self-destruct in, 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 in the sense of getting rid of that to make room for something new. Because anytime something leaves your life, it's for something better. And I feel like he had, he was so attached to that and his ego. And now you haven't heard many people take up for him. You know, the, the one person you heard was Kyrie and he didn't really take up for him necessarily, but their views are aligned. But he went back and apologized. So he doesn't have the allies that Kanye ha Ye ha Ye has is is the, the chosen ones. It's all of our energy and frequency. And if he truly understand, like I know he he gets it. But if he knows that, that the power lies in the what, what's perceived as the bottom with us versus the power we perceive lying at the top. Like that's really where, where this whole thing is at because most of us were healers, grew up in ghettos. Like we were always in different communities. We didn't go the entertainment route or things like that. So he's, he's, he's awake, he's conscious. And I feel like at the end of that story, everything's gonna make a whole lot of sense too because he's got videos with, He's an alien. He's a star seed. He's an extraterrestrial. Like just like Kendrick Lamar naming his son Enoch. None of these things are by design. He, he's doing everything he's doing. He's a glitch in the matrix. That's the best way you can say it. He's he's shaking up that industry because Hollywood is a sham. It is literally like a the same group of people who force women to have sex or do whatever they to, to get roles like that whole thing existed for so long that, you know, and nobody talked about it because everybody was benefiting from it or getting paid from it and they love the lifestyle. But eventually it's like any addict, if you're an alcoholic or you're on something, I tell myself every day I'm gonna quit, right? But eventually I know I'm gonna correct the course and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get straight and it's the same thing I feel like would happen with him. He's like, I've been around this long enough. It's fake, it's a sham, it's dirty, it's foul. He's got kids and, and that's what he's doing. Like we're, it's going to be a whole different way of life. And we're going to recreate the entertainment industry because it's all programming. It has to be redone. Like we, it's time to reprogram people with the right, the right fuel. Most definitely. So I was thinking one day, 
I said, you know, Kanye, or I'm sorry, yay, ye, very intelligent, very enlightened. Um, and if you know, you know, some people don't see it, and that's fine too. Why would he pick Kim K to reproduce with, right? And no shade against her. What I am saying is they don't seem to be equally yoked outside of being egotistical and her giving him leverage to get further to um, infiltrate and then break down, right? But then an answer came to me that he is going to transfer through his seed, through mating with her, he's going to transform that bloodline. Them kids are going to transform that bloodline. And that's why, despite whatever earthly reasons or whatever they entered into it that they thought they were entering into it, the bigger picture behind the curtain reason could possibly be to transform that bloodline. And it was funny this morning, I've seen Corey Holcomb. That man is crazy. And he's very direct. Um, and, he, you know, he was he was like agreeing with Kanye, but he was, or yay, but he was just saying like... Uh, he made that comment about, you know, something wrong with him because he married, look at who he married, you know, and in the natural, I could definitely see that. But if my um, thoughts is right, then it makes sense. So here's my, here's my take on that. I, and I, I don't talk about this a lot, but Kim Kardashian is a star seed and she's the black sheep of her family. And I know we don't perceive it as that way, but she's the chosen one from her family. Now, okay. What, what, yeah, no, I so, saw. So, so she's a high vibrational empath. Remember a few years ago when she was uh, trying to get her law degree and she was trying to defend, she was trying to help black inmates. They had a, a comfortable relationship with Donald Trump and they were trying to get people out of prison. She has a big heart. Like she's, it's, it's not the, the, the things I think around her are what's kind of manipulated things, but I, and, and people have tried, and he said this many times, get, get, go through her to get through him. But this system, this matrix, and this is my opinion, will not allow two chosen ones or player ones to be together for a long time. Now they had North. Imagine if two high vibrational beings got together and had a, a child with no trauma, that literally was born here with all the gifts and abilities that pay, that had no karmic debt, you would have a baby Jesus. And so they came together as, because there's not that many, you know, there's, I could go on a, on a different tangent, but so they had this, and, and by the way, going back to earlier this year, he made a post on Instagram, which was a signal to us. We all knew it. He showed her back North's backpack at the school that had a lapel of, his face, Kim's face, and an alien head in the middle. And she has a lot, she has, a, yeah, they're like subliminal. Like, can you believe this? Would, but the fact that it was three and that it was, he was a, it was a signal to people that knew what it meant. But anyways, they came in. This is a true twin flame relationship. Like, that's, they're a mirror of each other. And they, they chose to incarnate, you could say, we could say lots of evil things about that family uh, in, in the sense of like, what would you do for fame? But, you know, that's the, that's the script in the contract we wrote. And that's like, I, I can't quantify it that 
I feel like in the end, we all come together and things are going to make a lot more sense. Like they chose, they wrote that contract and that script and he is going to change the bloodline. If you see the movie, I mean, the, the video closed on Sunday at the end, there's a, there, if you watch that video till the end, everything makes a whole lot of sense. So I, I just think that they, cause a lot of, in the beginning, I thought, I thought that they were just trying to throw off the media and that they were really still together and that they like, because they know, imagine if you're, if you're two chosen ones and, or player ones, and you know, the system won't allow you to be together. You could play this next level game where you're like, okay, let's throw off the paparazzi and let's tell, tell everybody because Kim's awake too. You know, all these people are awake, but I, I can't say like, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. There's there's a whole lot of connectivity there, but that twin flame. And I feel like once Ye decided like he that Kim was the love of his life and the system won't allow him to have it, he's like, I'm tearing it all to the ground. Like that's that's literally kind of like now he's fulfilling his sole mission. And most of us in the last three years went through a very hard heartbreak. Like I went through a breakup of somebody that I was off and on with for 14 years and it's like, it smashed me. I never felt this level of pain where I was just like, do I need to go to the doctor? Like what? And, but I realized it activated my heart chakra. It got me to, to feel a rush of emotions and that feeling of loss and love, which is a part of the process. This whole spiritual awakening and, and realizing your soul mission and purpose is breaking free from all the constraints, which is the matrix. Anything designed to keep you vibrating in a low frequency and oppressed, and a lot of that is people. If you're in a relationship and you're supposed to wake up the world, that's kind of tough. And 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 that's the mission that he chose. Is and I believe in my heart of hearts that he's Judah, the tribe leader, one of the twelve tribes of Israel. I believe he is a form of Jesus, just like Tupac was. And that they are high vibrational beings that love people that also see all the bad things in the world. And, you know, when you're when you're high vibrational, you could be all over the place. But it, it's still, you know, we're glitches. So that's where I'm at with it. I believe that, too. And um, while we've been talking, this popped up and I'm not trying to stay on celebrities too long. But I, just, I don't know. For some reason, I feel led to address this. Yesterday. I, and I didn't dig, dig, dig deep into it. Something that popped up. Oh, okay. And I kept it moving. I guess Chris Brown was trying to do a tribute to Michael Jackson. And I guess he, they're not allowing him to do it or whatever. And, you know, Chris Brown, they have him. Uh, I saw a clip where he actually said he was an alien. They keep showing this clip where he was had the basketball in his hand grew and all of this stuff. What are your thoughts about all this? So I'm glad you brought that up because Chris Brown is an alien. Like we, if, if you think about the amount of different people in our society, how many people are different? How many people are predictable? Chris Brown, we could say is pretty unique in his own way, just like Kanye or Ye, just like Rihanna. Like they all have their own unique style and high vibe attracts high vibe, just like Katy Perry, Russell Brand, like you have all these high vibrational beings here. So, you know, <laughs> my whole thing is, you know, 
it's just a funny thing to say this is the game we played to find each other. Um, damn it. I, <laughs> who are we talking about again? Chris Brown. Michael Jackson, Starseed. Chris Brown, Starseed. Um, Prince, Starseed. Tupac, Starseed, right? They talked a lot about slavery and music. And I feel like this thing with Chris Brown was meant to, to just, we're all sensitive people. We come from a place of feeling, never feeling good enough, being gaslit. And every, we can remember, most of us, we can remember every main thing that somebody ever said about us. So imagine the jolt of frequency it sent him to find out he can't perform. And Michael Jackson such, is such a, an icon. And, and, you know, Diana Ross, Starseed, they all attracted each other. Like they all, Drew Barrymore, Starseed. Like I can, I can tell you like the, the amount of people that are different in society, but the fact that they wouldn't let him pay tribute, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, but I mean, he has a bigger role and a purpose too. And, you know, it, it, we all do, we're frequency. And it's, it's a crazy thing to say that Demi Lovato just said something about, she, she has some kind of an alien show, but it's really popular. Like, and I'll, I'll, let me just say something about the term starseed. Starseed was was kind of like talked about a lot in the 70s and, and uh, 80s, but and they had like government documents. But the term had 290 billion hits on the Internet in 2000, uh, the end of 2021. And now it's over 900 million. Like it's it's becoming a common theme because if you feel like you're not from Earth and you could be from a different star system all signs and things point to you that oh yeah that's right so you know i it's a, it, for me chris brown just we all love his music i mean you know yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> go ahead he is different i mean he's a he's an artist he he can do art with the whole spray paint thing which is really cool and he, he does paint a lot of like aliens and trippy stuff right yeah he can rap he can sing. He can dance. He he's talented. The brother's talented. I mean, what can I say? But doesn't that kind of sum up most of us? Like he he's a very talented person. He can, the whole gambit. But I feel like all of us could have been great at whatever we wanted to. Like we always like for me, I limited myself because only in times where I really pushed myself, like we could have been Jeff Bezos. We could have manifested a billion dollars. I feel I. I know that in my heart that whatever path we chose, we could have gotten there. And he, you know, we, we're all unique in our own way, but the people that are really talented musically, it's like they, a lot of them left um, clues from the past in their music to the time, to the current day, like Prince. Prince has a whole lot of, look at, listen to the song when doves cry or, uh, or I would die for you. I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. I'm something you'll never understand. Like he literally, and he talks about, I'm, I'm your Messiah. I mean, it's like a combination of things. So there, all of these things, these people were communicating with us and why a lot of us see purple. We are royalty in a previous life and go figure Chris Brown's daughter's name is royalty. Yes. Well, something you just said that led me to some, oh, so the whole uh, non-binary thing, uh, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about this. Um, how do you feel about the LGBTQ um, affiliation 
or that people affiliate with, uh, I will say me personally, I, I don't feel no type of way, you know, I, I, I just feel like we're souls in a body, your, your body determines that, I mean, yeah, your DNA too, but the vessel is the gender, you don't have a gender out of the vessel, so that's my take on that, but how do you feel about that? I, I, you know, I've, I can't say I fought with this topic, but I understand that everything in our society is designed to divide us. And I've been saying this a lot lately. If you quantify yourself as gay or straight, black or white, Republican, Democrat, once you put yourself in a box, you are limiting yourself to saying, I'm this whenever you're really everything. If you understand that you're everything and everyone, people want to, you know, because some people still say, going to referring to the bible that maybe you can't ascend if you're if you're homosexual or gay or whatever in in this matrix and maybe you have to come back and repeat it to me i think the purpose of earth well i know the purpose of earth is to ascend and to love and you know a lot of things have been tainted in history right and so to me as long as you're vibrating at a love frequency and you want to make the world a better place. Like, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have an opinion on it because it's, it's one of those things that I like to stay neutral on a lot of topics because if it's, 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 it's divisive, like for, instead of people marching for LGBTQ or something to do with race or things like that, we should be mar marching for our sovereignty. The fact that we literally imprisoned ourselves and gave government control over us we should be fighting for our sovereign rights and everyone versus fighting for let me pick a group today because oh this sounds like a good thing to fight for all the while we're distracted what the only way to come together is if we fight for our own our individual freedom and our right to to basically do whatever we want <laughs> yes and that's and, and that's really why i brought it up because i i I too believe that it's very divisive and I think um, it's very unfair to um, something that you said the whole they might not be able to ascend or or some people will say they're going to hell and stuff like that and I just think you know they're putting too much on it yeah they can be some of the sweetest people ever some of the most beautiful people ever seriously um, and I also if you look at it I feel like they're they're taught people so if you notice, and I don't know if you've noticed this, the families that, that have a real strong stance against gays, they tend to get one in their family. They help them transmute that judgment. I think they're here to help people release judgment and embrace more love. And that's just one of my perspectives out of the world too that I have, you know? I, I, I do believe that I thought about that too, that they're, they are here to break ancestral lines in a way too, to, to, for that stigma in their family. Um, and so everybody, everyone and everybody serves a purpose here. And, and I think the biggest part of earth is to learn not to judge a book by its cover. And I, and, and, and to me that I had the last year has taught me so much about my views and and the and my the perception and self awareness and just the way you're perceived when trying to navigate life and it it's been a lot of self reflection so you know we all I, I'm to a place now where 
I really get it. <laughs> I really, I'm really comfortable, you know, doing what we do. Yeah, me too. I think we've almost went for two hours. I know I could, I could talk all day, but you know, I know, same. It's sometimes it's good to leave some for the next time around. This gives us an opportunity to do this again because I really enjoyed this. It really flowed. You know what I'm saying? I think so. What do you think? I think it was great and 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 I appreciate it. And you're very easy to talk to. And um, you know, I I I, I would love to do more more of these type of things because I want to get into some harder topics. I want to get into some things that, you know, a lot of us have overcome overcoming the shadow bands, but you, you're, me and you, great vibe. I would love to do it again. Yeah, speaking of that shadow band, they was they was on my head before I even started this content. They were all. I I felt like I could just nothing. I did skits that were great. I did um commentary. Just nothing I could do. It was always a block. It was just, I couldn't reach enough people or they literally start blocking me. Like, you can't go live. You can't. It was the weirdest stuff ever. And then I changed to this. I haven't had a block per se, but I do think they're still, I still believe they're trying to cap. Even TikTok. That's why you haven't seen me a lot on TikTok because I was going viral like crazy. And then they start capping me where I can't get more than 300 views and and that's three to four maybe five and and that's taking weeks to get that where i would get thousands and thousands within a, within a few days so it was just like what the hell is this about you know yeah, yeah so a lot of that is the wider our our range gets and the more people that are awakened but you know a lot of people said it was because the because of the election recently like that was a, a big one that they don't want people too conscious but I've found because I've gone, I've been suspended, shadow bans, all these different things. Right now, my main account is at 371k, and I haven't been able to log in for two months. Like I, and I never got no violations, no nothing. I literally cannot log in. It says uh, suspended due to community violations. I got none, not not in the, in over two months. Anyways, I always look at it as a way to redirect. Like it's like okay. Because spirituality encompasses everything. It's fashion, it's fitness, it's like a way of life and it's how, it's your story and your book on how you got here. So I just change it up, you know? Like if I'm giving, you know, if I give it this, I'm gonna try this and try a different lane, but all intersects back to the same common purpose and message. But, you know, they, they can slow down the ascension process. And, you know, part of that shadow banning is like, that they don't talk about is like it's kind of like abuse in the sense of they want you to be a slave on that app and they want you creating they want you being stuck to it they want you to turn on creator tools and and be an influencer they want everybody to try to be an influencer because they spend more time on the app so when i when i look at it in that perspective is why I, i've it's gone this this is the circle it's gone for me started on facebook right for like a week. Nah, this is a graveyard. Instagram, eh, it's too, no. And then TikTok, whoop, everybody's awake. You're, it's like going to, it's like college. You're like going, finding, you're like learning more 
and <laughs> from from a 30 second or a minute video than you learned in school. And and then but now it's come back where people are waking up on Facebook that are scared of technology that don't have TikTok and they and Facebook is really like crazy awake right now. It's 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 really insane to me how many different groups you have on there and people that just yeah I, I it's, it's wild to me that it's gone back to that but tiktoks is tiktok is too toxic right now like for me spirituality is just everybody to me kind of sounds the same it, it's like you know it, and but I, it's understanding that we're aligned but it's also like you got you know, to me, it's like your unique purpose. You know, what What are you, how's your effect going to come? Because your story is going to resonate no matter who you tell it to. Yeah. And by the way, I want to, I want to go live with you on one, on, uh, on Instagram or on uh, TikTok whenever you want. I'd love to. Really? Okay. We could, we could definitely do that. We could definitely do that. I don't have a lot of people on Instagram. I have more people on TikTok, but it's a, whatever you want. I'm just letting you know to let you know, but whatever you want to do, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I think there just has to be a, I think, you know, it's always like an infiltration and then the whole duality thing. So we were going up here. And so now here we got to go with the shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. You know, thing. It's like, dude. And then too, I, th I think it's also a time to show you, it's time to disconnect. Like you've been really hovering over this shit. And I mean, cause how much do you really, it's, it's really repetitive. You know, I like hearing it, but it's very repetitive. You it's, know? It, it's, 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 it's it's to the point where it's everything it's it's you graduate to levels where even no, like spiritual stuff like you just said it sounds the same it's it's like hello love and light beautiful soul are you ready to become your highest self and it's like it's like i know that's the way but no like it's just everybody's so cookie cutter in it hey man we're affecting the masses, but for those of us who crave next level, other dimensions, being on spacecrafts, it, it's, 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 that's why I say for me, it's gone beyond spirituality because we are on, on the spiritual ascension here, but in the grand scheme of things, we live in a video game. So when you understand that, you, you, now you're, you're, you're looking to, to do more. <laughs> right, pretty much. <laughs> All right, Jonah, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Uh, this was a great, 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 great interview. You have my number. Keep in touch. We're going to do some more stuff. Like you said, we're going to go live on social media and we can do some more of these because there's definitely going to be something else to pop up that's going to be able to spark a conversation that's going to lead into other conversations and have another great, amazing interview because that's how it goes. That's how we do it here on Candid Stories. And that's just how a lot of people do it. You got to let it flow. You got to let it go, let it flow. Let it go where it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, everybody, for tuning in that is watching this. Please share this. Please go follow Jonah. How can they follow you? So I am Book of Jonah on Instagram. And I am Morpheus, M-O-R-P-H-E-U-S 733 on TikTok. And I'm the book of Jonah on TikTok, but all that content is up, but that's that's how you can get my information. Yes, follow him and check out for what we have to come. I appreciate y'all again. Subscribe. Also, I have a virtual group that I'm trying to create. Um, it's called Sacred Safe Space Community. 
And the concept of it is that people want to get things off their chest. They might not have insurance to do um, um, therapy. And I really believe in the whole thing of not forsaking yourself of assembly, not in a church sense, but just, you know, community. We can learn so much from each other, just being in a loving environment, non-judgmental, and you being able to come through and say whatever you have to say and get the feedback that you might need. You never know who might be able to add some insight that can totally transform you. It's a donation only thing. So if you only want to donate a dollar, that's fine. It's no set fee. It's just the only reason I'm collecting money at all is because uh, at the very least, the Zoom does cost and that's what I'll be using. So right. yeah, um, sign up for it. The link will be in the description. And again, thank y'all. And I will see y'all later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.